Hi there, it's Lucia, host of the Witch Money podcast here. Before we start today's episode, I just wanted to tell you about a really handy new tool from us here at Witch, and even better, it's free. It's called My Money Health Check. All you need to do is answer a few quick questions about your finances, and then we'll do the rest, pointing you towards our brilliant witch advice that we think you'll find really useful. Once again, that's My Money Health Checks. If you want help with cutting your bills or making your money go further, it's the place for you. Just head to witch.co.uk forward slash My Money Health Check. Welcome to the Witch Money Podcast, your weekly hit of money news and personal finance hacks to help make you better off. I'm your host, Lucia Ariano, and here's what's coming up this week. One third of the IBAs that are being set up at the moment collapse when people can't carry on making the payments. Leading debt charity Step Change was being copied by a private organisation called Stepping With Change, which was advertising at the top of the Step Change results page on Google and coming above the legitimate charity. So last year we complained at about 72 misleading advertisers and although the advertising does get taken down, what often happens is that the same kinds of players just re-pop up again in a slightly different format or a slightly different guise. And so it's a game of whack-a-mole. I'm sure it won't come as much of a surprise that we're in the midst of bleak financial times for many. And with inflation on the rise, the ongoing cost of living crisis and the economic uncertainty of war in Ukraine, things look to be getting worse before they get any better. Over the last few days and months, experts have warned that more and more consumers are turning to expensive forms of lending to cover the cost of everyday spending. Figures just released from the Bank of England show credit card borrowing in March is up a huge 10.6% compared to last year. And just when people need it most, dodgy debt advice is making the problem worse. So this week, along with witch journalist Faye Lipson and the founder of the advice website Debt Camel, Sarah Williams, we'll be deep diving into how the debt advice market is broken, offering a wealth of tips and help along the way. Sarah and Faye, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hi. Hi. So Sarah, can we start then with the broader picture of what's going on at the moment? How have you seen the pressures of recent months impacting on people's financial situations? Well, inflation and bills rising everywhere is is having a huge impact. Some of it's on people that have never really had big financial problems before. And people who already had debt problems are finding that those are being made much more difficult. They've got less disposable income. Energy is the big story here, but the price rises are across the board. And if you have to commute to work, the petrol price increases are really difficult. And now, if you're struggling with debt, you may well turn to the web for advice. You might be desperately looking for a solution, but instead could be offered up unscrupulous advice that could leave you far worse off in the long run. Faye, you've been leading an investigation into this for which. Can you talk us through what you've been looking at? The crux of the problem, really, is that there are many different debt solutions and schemes to help people who are facing problem debt. But one of those solutions called an individual voluntary arrangement or IVA for short 
is extremely lucrative for people that provide debt advice and many of the other schemes are not. And so that's created a perverse incentive to essentially sell an IVA as a solution to people for whom it's very unsuitable. And so that's having a knock-on effect in multiple ways. One of the problems we're seeing is that a large number of companies have cropped up which are just selling IVAs or very heavily promoting IVAs and not really talking about the other solutions at all. Another issue is that there are organisations on the web which are giving the appearance of being a genuine debt charity so people trust the advice that they're giving when actually they're a private organisation with the aim of making money from IVAs and not giving a full overview of all of the debt solutions that are available. And so people may be entering an IVA, which comes with heavy fees and can last, you know, six or seven years in some cases, which isn't suitable for their particular needs. And although an IVA can be a very good solution for some sorts of people with certain circumstances, in many other cases, perhaps in the majority of cases at the moment, it's being sold to people who shouldn't be starting one. So can we talk a little bit more then about these IVAs or individual voluntary arrangements? As you say, they could well be right for people with problem debt, but they all too often are being missold. So in what situation could they be the right solution and when are they being missold? So IVAs are designed for people who can't go bankrupt because they've got assets to protect. Very often this is a house with equity. And they've been set up now for decades. And the idea is if you've got a house with equity and you don't want to go bankrupt because you will lose your house, but you need to be able to cope with all the mass of credit card debt and other um, non-priority debts you've got. So it used to be that an IVA would be recommended if somebody had a house with equity and say £20,000 or more of debt. But these are, as Faye said, the only debt solution which generates large fees for the organisation setting them up. They will make £3,500 or more from setting up an IVA. So if a debt advice agency recommends you go bankrupt, they make no money at all. There's a third sort of insolvency in this country, bankruptcy, IVAs and debt relief orders. If the debt advice agency recommends you have a debt relief order, they will make £10. So there's this huge gap between making almost nothing through recommending bankruptcy or a debt relief order and making thousands of pounds if they talk somebody into having an IVA. So this is an incentive for people to sell IVAs when people have better options available. And there are two different sorts of these options. I've just talked about the insolvency options. If you don't have any assets to protect, and that's not, you know, nice furniture and clothes and things in your house, those aren't taken in bankruptcy. We're talking about house or a valuable car as an asset. Very few people lose anything else in bankruptcy. If you don't have assets to protect, you should not go for an IVA. IVAs fail. One third of the IVAs that are being set up at the moment collapse when people can't carry on making the payments. And you have to make payments for five years, six, possibly more years in an IVA. If you go bankrupt or of a debt relief order, it is all over much, much more quickly and you really get a clean start. 
So that's one group of people that are being missold IBAs. And there are a second group of people who don't actually need an insolvency option at all. They've got some money problems. They can't afford their credit card, but they don't need insolvency on their credit record. All they need is to have the interest frozen on their debts, and then they will be able to pay them off in a few years. These people need a debt management plan from somebody like Step Change. They don't need an IVA at all. And if they start off an IVA with the promise that they'll only be paying £100 a month or something, very often they then find on their first annual review that the amount they're paying goes up a huge amount. So with an IVA, when you think your debt is being reduced to a manageable monthly sum, this could rock it as years go on. And Faye, you've heard so many stories from victims of this awful practice. How steeply could your payments rise? And what kind of effect has being involved in this had on people? Well, I spoke to a couple who sought debt help because they had credit card payments of about £350 a month, which they were just about managing to pay, but were struggling a bit. They met with an IVA provider that promised them that the fees in the first year from an IVA would be just £100 a month, saving them £250 a month. And then in subsequent years, that the fee would never rise above £125 a month. Now, the debt advisor should never have promised such a thing because that's not something that can be promised under any IVA because they're reassessed every year. And if your income goes up, the amount that you repay each month can go up as well. So what happened to this unfortunate couple was that by the third or fourth year of their IVA, their repayments had risen to almost £500 a month, which was substantially more than the £350 that they were paying before they entered the IVA. And they had other problems in the lifetime of the IVA as well. For example, the lady in this couple was struggling from depression and anxiety and wasn't working. She came under huge pressure from the IVA providers to find work to boost her income so that they could then charge more in the subsequent year after her next review. This couple did eventually clear their debt, but at great emotional cost. And they reflected to me afterwards that they felt that they probably could have cleared the debts by themselves without the tremendous strain of the IVA. It's really awful, isn't it? So can we move on then to how people are finding these so-called debt advisors? Firms involved with this heartless mis-selling have been found to be operating under the guise of copycat websites with names very similar to leading charities. And these are appearing time and time again at the top of search results on Google as ads. And can we just pause on that for a minute? Because we're talking here about the world's biggest search engine and ads being sold on search terms for charities. That just doesn't seem right, does it, Faye? No. Well, it's a problem we've been flagging since 2020 when we first spoke to Google about this. In 2020, we identified that leading debt charity Step Change was being copied by a private organisation called Stepping With Change, which was advertising at the top of the Step Change results page on Google and coming above the legitimate charity. And Step Change, the charity, told me that they frequently heard from people who had come through to them 
after being sold a debt solution by what they thought was the charity step change, but they months down the line realized was a private organization that didn't necessarily have their best interests at heart. It's deeply concerning because two years later, we found that it's happening again. We looked on the same search results and we found an organization called Startup Change. And this one was even more blatant because it was calling itself Step Change on its advert. And so we've repeatedly asked Google to explain why it even takes paid advertising on the search results of debt charities, given that the only purpose of these, the only function of these can actually be to misdirect people from genuine charities, which provide comprehensive and free advice to possibly less scrupulous organisations, which may just sell them an IVA because it's the most profitable solution for them. It's very concerning. And we've never had a straight answer from Google on this. Even as early as this morning, one of these adverts was still live. Shortly before we went on air, Google emailed me to say that they'd just taken it down. And that was prompted by us recording this podcast today. But it's a really a game of whack-a-mole. There, there'll be another one cropping up another time, no doubt. And it's deeply concerning. Another really dreadful consequence of Google permitting these adverts from copycat sites is that the genuine charities like National Deadline, Step Change, Citizens Advice, etc., then have to spend their funds, their valuable funds, counter-advertising, paying for adverts so that they too can try to vie to appear at the top of the results for their own search terms. Um, And the more money they have to spend on that, the less money they have to actually help people. It really is shocking that we're seeing this even this morning, uh, years later from the first time. Well, let's hear now then from Sue Anderson, head of media for Step Change, one of the charities continually being emulated by copycat websites in what is a shocking attempt to appear above it when people are searching for debt advice in a time of need. If you, for example, type into one of the search engines, Step Change or Step Change Debt, Quite often what comes up at the top of the paid for adverts isn't step change at all. It will be an organisation that has bid against those terms on advertising, but isn't itself step change. And often they use URLs that are very similar to our own. They may look like and feel branded in such a way that if you're not familiar with the market, you could be fooled into thinking that you were dealing with us. And we see that the FCA has intervened in this market and warned about clone firms, which we find shocking because it's essentially exploiting people's financial vulnerabilities and people who are looking for help and misdirecting them down a route that they might not have been expecting. So we would really urge everyone to be very vigilant about this problem. So last year, we complained at about 72 misleading advertisers. And although the advertising does get taken down, what often happens is that the same kinds of players just re-pop up again in a slightly different format or a slightly different guise. And so it's a game of whack-a-mole. You never quite sort of deal with the underlying problem. And there are a few things we'd like to see happen as a result of that. We would like to see the search engines and the online platforms be much more stringent in their policing of the advertising that they take. And we would like to see a much better framework for regulating both the products themselves, the market for IVAs and and debt solutions, 
but also the advertising of those. And we have a couple of opportunities there through the online safety bill currently heading through Parliament, where there is every opportunity to try to deal with this problem, and also through the reform of insolvency legislation and the insolvency market. So we have two good opportunities that we hope will produce good results and put page to this problem once and for all. Sarah, what's your reaction when you hear accounts like this? Well, as a debt advisor, I kind of want to tear my hair out. I've I've had a client who has had a failing IVA, and I've asked sort of quite casually, how did you get to this firm? And they said, oh, I was recommended by Step Change. And I know that not in a million years would a Step Change advisor have suggested that anybody uses that particular IVA firm. It's not just Step Change either. National Deadline and Citizens Advice have also got clone websites that try to pretend to be them and use those names to try to get higher up on Google. And it's also not just Google. We've got massive problems with the advertising of IVAs, misleading advertising of IVAs on both Facebook and Instagram. And that's where a lot of people first come across these names. It's a really big step for somebody to pick up the phone and make that first call to say, I've got a debt problem. Can you help me? And the thought of somebody that has been plucking up courage to do this, then ending up with one of these parasites that just wants to make money out of them is dreadful. And Sarah, you've been calling for reform in this area for a long time. And it does feel like the online world of debt advice can be a bit of a wild west after everything we've heard today. So so in your eyes, what changes do we need to see? And could any soon be on the horizon? The Insolvency Service knows things need to change. It's known this for quite a few years now. And it's looking at changing the regulation of insolvency practitioners. But these are long, complicated changes. And it's not just for personal insolvency. They're looking at the whole of corporate insolvency as well. So I would be surprised if anything comes out of those big regulatory changes by the end of next year, more likely to be 2024 or later. So I think the insolvency service needs to act faster to tackle specifically the IVA problem. And I think the obvious solution is that everybody who is recommended an IVA should have advice from an FCA authorised firm that gives proper debt advice. The FCA has also got a problem with some people that have been recommending IVAs and it's trying to shut those out and, and close them down. But what we need is we need an assurance that anybody who doesn't have equity in a house, so anybody who is in this situation where it's not at all clear that an IVA is, is a good option for them, they should have to take debt advice from a free-to-client advice agency such as Citizens Advice, Step Change, National Debt Line. And if you are self-employed or you've got a small limited company, Business Debt Line. If one of those good firms says to you that an IVA is a good option, then you can be sure that you're being told something which is in your best interest. But if you go to one of these other firms, well, you're taking potluck at best. And and very often we know people are not getting advice. 
you could end up paying lots more than you're told, or you could end up with an IVA which has failed after one or two years. The IVA firm has got most of its fees by that point. They don't much care. Well, Sarah, you've brought me on to our last question uh, of today, really, on ending with some more actionable advice for people. So if you're in real need of a problem debt advice and looking for a solution, what are some more of the options that you might find helpful? Okay, so it does depend how big your problem is. The first thing you should think to yourself is, if interest was frozen on my debts, would this be enough? And a lot of people who, where if a lot of their problem is credit card debt or, or catalogue debts, all they need is a chance to get the interest frozen and repay over a bit of a longer period. If that you think is your situation, then you need a debt management plan. You don't need an IVA at all. But if your situation is a lot worse and you can't pay, you don't have it, you barely have enough money to pay your important bills, or perhaps not enough money to pay your important bills, then you need to be looking at an insolvency option. And there probably it should be a debt relief order if your debts are under 30,000 or bankruptcy. And if you talk to a good debt advisor, they can talk you through all of the options and the pros and cons of each so you can make the decision which is in your best interests. Now, before we close the show, I just want to add that when we asked Google to comment on our investigation, it told us protecting consumers and credible businesses is a priority for us. We have several long-standing policies and protections in place for advertisers to follow. If we discover sites that are breaking our policies, we vigorously enforce our policies to protect our users. In 2021, we blocked or removed 3.4 billion bad ads from our platforms. Thank you so much to Faye and Sarah for coming on the show today and to you for listening to this week's episode of the Witch Money podcast. Time for that little bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already, please do show the podcast some love wherever you're listening. Hit follow, leave a review and subscribe to make sure you catch us again next week. And for more money news and advice, find us on social media at Witch Money and online at witch.co.uk forward slash money. This episode of the Witch Money podcast was produced by Rob Lilly, Charlotte Gifford and Ian Aikman and edited by Eric Breer. Mm-hmm.